0: so hi one of the good noise podcasts. i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with
1: and we're
0: gonna ask her some questions today about her newest single social shit so congrats on that by the way how do you feel about the response to it so far
2: it's been cool i i kind of had to adapt the mentality of just like releasing music because i wanted to not with any expectations Mm -hmm. um which is what i used to do a lot is just kind of hope that hey i can achieve this goal or this goal with the release um, but I just released this one cause I wanted to, so it's, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of just that, that aspect of it, you know?
0: Yeah. Didn't you Not like really. announce it like nine o'clock at night, like two days before it came out or something? Like you're just like, th- it's coming.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't care, <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> which I, I do, but I do, but like, I, I say, I don't care because like, I used to care way too much. Like with my mm-hmm. last band, I cared so much that it actually hurt me because when uh, we wouldn't like, you know, achieve a certain goal with a release, it would eat at me and make me Mm -hmm. so upset. So I was like, you know, if you don't just start releasing music again, because you love it with no expectations then you're not really, you know, you're not really going to feel anything other than defeat. I didn't want that. So I just kind of have had a more like, you know, nonchalant attitude about releasing music. And I think it's benefited me a lot, just, just personally and like mentally. For sure. For sure.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> um, <sorry. Hi. laughs> uh, so because you're kind of just releasing music for yourself now on your own schedule, do you still set like hard deadlines for yourself? Or is it just kind of like whenever I finish the song, I'm going to upload it or just hold on to it? What is it like?
2: So I, I originally really wanted to stick to the, the one single a month, um, you know, kind of timeline, Mm -hmm. which obviously did not work after my first single, it was like an eight month in between, but I moved, I got a puppy. Like I moved in with my fiance for the first time. Like it was a lot of change at one time. Mm -hmm. I moved an hour away from where I was living before. So it just didn't really fit into my schedule and I had to be okay with it, which is something that I'm not used to. I'm used to working on a very, very tight deadline. Mm -hmm. So now I, you know, with social shit, I said, I need it by this date. I need the mask in hand by this day, I have to get back to kind of, you know, holding myself accountable because if Mm -hmm. I really want to release music, then I want it to be consistent. Um, so it's like, you know, with, with Sahara, it definitely was not that way, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but but with this one, like, you know, I'm already setting up the next single. Um, I was actually just talking about that with my fiance before, um, before I, I got onto this call and I really want to stick to it just for my own sake. Like I want to Mm -hmm. keep consistent with the, the creating art. So I'm going to, Hopefully try to stick to deadlines again, All right. but just, just
1: kind of like, you know, life got in the way a little bit before. <laughs> That's enough. valid. So is there any meaning behind the single name or cover art?
2: Yeah. So the single name social shade was just kind of something that I said one day, like I was so uh, something that has bothered me since I first um, first got Twitter, which was in two thousand nine. So it was a long time ago. I was a, I was a freaking sophomore in high school. God damn. I was in piano class, and I heard mm. about this thing called Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, maybe this will you know this will be cool." So <sighs> I you know signed up for Twitter, and ever since then, like I love Twitter, but I got really tired of people making assumptions about other people just based on what they were posting on whether it be Twitter and then Instagram came out or Facebook or whatever it was people think they know everything about you just from your curated feeds mm-hmm. and one day i was like this is just social shit like this is so stupid and i th- i thought of that and i was like that's like kind of cool it's kind of like you know it's kind of messed up but it's kind of cool and it could really drive a certain point home about um making assumptions about other people via social feeds and not mm. actually getting to know them in real time, which is something that I find really important um, with my relationships with other people. And then the cover art, I there's a line in the song in the chorus, uh, I wish that they could see me when I'm naked in my bed and you know, like risque, whatever. But yeah. I wanted a picture that represented that. Um, mm. So it's just, you know, it's like that someone's back being wrapped, you know, and held really tight. And I felt like that represented that line really, really well, because, you know, obviously I don't wish people could see me naked. That would be like super weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thing. But, you know, obviously a strong metaphor, but I, um, I just really found that that line hit with me hard in, uh, in talking about this concept of, of, you know, people making assumptions and thinking they know you based on curated feeds. All hmm. right.
0: Um, Interesting. so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this single?
2: Oh, I actually wrote this single like a few weeks before it came out. And that's just a testament to changing the mentality of the nonchalant, you know, release kind of idea. Mm-hmm. I just loved it so much that I just, you know, I just put out the track was written in two hours. And then it took me a couple days to kind of figure out how to exactly word what I wanted to say. Instrumental two hours and then, like, I would say three days, um, not three straight days, but like, you know, three days of really sitting on it and thinking how well, how do I get across this story that I want to tell? Um, you know, in the best way possible, and in the the most vivid way possible. So that took, you know, a couple hours over a few days, and then went in, checked the vocals. Overall, it was probably like five hours, which is really quick for me. I was used to kind of writing songs over a couple day period in the studio. And um, it was just a really seamless writing process. And I think that's why I loved it so much. Because I said, you know, I don't really have any second guesses. I just really love the song. And it's weird. And it's a little out there. And it's a little, you know, it's dark. There's certain lyrics that are really dark in the song. But Mm -hmm. I just loved it. And I, it's, this was really seamless and this was really easy and I didn't feel any hesitation. So the writing process itself just kind of led to the, the, the more nonchalant release.
0: I love that.
1: Awesome. So I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this track and the meaning behind it.
2: There's a few, and it's of course the darkest ones. I I really, when I was writing the pre-chorus for this song, I tried like a few different things because I didn't want to be too morbid. I tended to do that all the time, like with other songs that I've written <laughs> in the past. Um, but specifically in a song called "After Death" that Vista did like a couple years ago, but I I I would probably say. My mouth could be covered in blood, but they'd still say that I'm a drama queen. I think it's just because that was the first lyric that I wrote for the song. I just, mm-hmm. that was the first thing that came, not the chorus, not the verse. That was the very first thing that came. And I said to myself, I was like, you know, this is so true because I've always been, you know, a lot of people have said on social media, I'm a drama queen or I'm seeking attention when I'm talking about certain things. And that's always really upset me, not even just bothered me, but like genuinely upset me. And I wanted to talk about how that felt. And it felt like, you know, well, I could be bleeding out. I could be bleeding out of my mouth and like, you know, really struggling and needing help. And, and someone would still say that I'm a drama queen. And I feel like a lot of people could, could relate to something like that. Um, you know, based on social media assumptions, but that's probably the one that hit the most, um, hit the most emotional for me. And that was mm-hmm. the first thing that I thought of. So mm-hmm.
1: okay. that's a very good lyric. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um,
0: so, uh, where is your headspace at while you're uh, writing the single?
2: Not good. I, not good. Like I was, I was something triggered it. Like, you know, I don't want to talk about specifically what it was just cause it, you know, it was something really small and kind of like insignificant, but I was just something just in me snapped. And I was like, I'm so done with, you know, letting this affect me and this being social media and, and people that I don't know, you know, thinking that they understand you know, me or whoever it is. Like we see this with celebrities all the time. Like Britney Spears is a great example. People think they know her because of, you know, what she posts on social media and they, they had no idea what was going on for years. And Mm -hmm. it just came out everything that she was going through for, for real. And I just, it just, that one day when I started writing, it was now like, oh, like a month and a half ago, I was just so tired of being on social media. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I really want to talk about this in particular. And it was honestly really good to use that frustration as fuel because mm-hmm. I was able to get it out in a healthy way. And that's always what I want to do is get my frustrations out in a healthy way. And it felt really good. And since then, my headspace has been a lot better. So, so see it. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, I mean, like, that's the, that's the great thing about writing music is it, it really can be a source of, um, you know, getting out your feelings in a healthy way. And uh, so my headspace was not good. Like, I'll be totally honest. It was not good at all. But it definitely helped me kind of um, say what I needed to say, feel better about it, get it out for myself and, Mm. and, you know, just kind of say, okay, the song's done and then move forward from there.
1: Perfect. All right. Glad your headspace is doing a bit better now. (laughs) Thank you. So how do you recommend your listeners to check out this track for the first time? Should they play it in the dark with friends? Should they play it <laughs> at a party? Should oh, yeah. they play it while they're working on the gym? What do you personally recommend?
2: Okay. I've never been asked that question before. And I actually don't know because I've never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. I, uh, when I was listening to it, like I always listen to, um, you know, like the mixes that I get back in headphones because I feel mm-hmm. like it, it it sounds weird. Like it's in your head, you know, like it Mm -hmm. is in your head and you can focus on just that. So definitely headphones. I'm thinking through as, as like you brought up those examples, I'm thinking like the best kind of environment. I'm a vampire. Everyone always tells me that I'm a vampire. (laughs) I sit in the dark literally all the time and people will walk in and they'll say, why don't you have the lights on? It's dark outside. And I say, well, It's just comforting, like it's soothing to kind of sit in the dark, which is so weird. I know that that's like such a weird thing. Um, So I would honestly say headphones in the dark, just because you don't have any distractions. You can really focus on the, the specific parts of the lyrics. You can really hone in on the mood. And I also I also find that just listening to music with no distractions is a great way to forget about anything else that's going on outside of the headphones. So that was such a good question. I've never had I've never been asked that in my life. I love that question. <laughs> I have to think about that now with every song. Yeah. Right. Thank you
0: like that i think personally that if i listen to this in the dark with headphones on i would like i don't like the dark very much don't sit in the dark what? you know for fun um, really but I, I think i think i'd like piss myself because it's got like some haunting vibe to it and like <laughs> that blended with the dark man i don't know field. I, I, it's, I don't it's,
2: know. is ghost pop I said that from day one I was like I don't know what this means but it sounds like you're listening to a ghost just just you know re- ghosts don't run ghosts like float around the hallway and you're totally right it probably would sound super creepy <laughs> it just makes me sound even weirder of a human being like I'm such a vampire it's, <laughs> I'm surprised I <laughs> have the light on right now but you needed to see me in the interviews so. yeah we do <laughs> thank, you. thank you for that yeah
0: um so this question should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe the single for new listeners in three words no more no less
1: oh god it's always the easier
2: easier questions mm-hmm. or like shorter questions that trip me up the most um haunting i think is probably the 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 biggest one um raw and um is eerie the same thing as haunting kind of
1: um <laughs> Yeah, I, it's it's like in the same genre eerie is kind yeah, of more like you're on edge where haunting is kind of like i I've guess a genre pants. Exactly. literally an
2: apparition pissing yeah. my pants that's <laughs> yeah i'm gonna start saying that ravive is like listening to an apparition pissing their pants and everyone no one else will know what that means except for us and yeah. i think exactly. that's the most funny thing ever because it's so accurate um I, w- I would say haunting raw and
1: um straightforward okay Perfect. All right. So is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this track to invoke in your listeners?
2: Mm, I think I, if, if anything, feeling wise, I want people to feel like they're listening to someone who understands them because something that I've always like really, really focused on in any music that I've written or been a part of writing was I want listeners to feel like they can find a piece of themselves in the music, even if it's not the full song, even if they don't relate to the full thing, you know, hopefully they can take a piece from it and say, Hey, I feel myself in the song, or Hey, I, I can find myself in the song. So as an overall feeling, I would love, you know, for people to feel that. And also too, you know, in this day and age with social media, it's become such a poisonous, you know, it's just a poisonous kind of atmosphere. And I know so many people who have experienced bullying on social media or something similar to what the song is talking about. So I just hope that people, when they listen to it, they feel like, you know, it's not just me. It's, it's an overall thing that a lot of people are experiencing, which is so terrible, but I'm not alone in it. And that's, that's Mm -hmm. kind of like what I was looking for for myself when I wrote the song. Like I listened to it and I was like, okay, you know, this is a safe place, safe place for you to, to land. So I hope that other people feel that too.
1: I like that a lot. It's perfect.
0: Um, Thanks. So what band or artist influence you think can hear the most on this track, if any?
2: Mm, okay, so this is going to sound weird, but I said the same thing with Vista for years. I am really influenced by things, and that sounds so weird, but by things, I mean experiences or watching. Um, watching what people I I know go through, or what I'm going through, or just things that I feel and see, I, I wasn't with Vista much influenced by other sounds. I would just kind of take what I was writing and make a sound, like, like hey, what does this situation sound like? You know, which was mm-hmm. a really weird way to approach writing, and often became very difficult. But but with Vista, it was it was totally different than this kind of process. So I did listen to, I studied pop music for a very, very long time in quarantine um, before I started like actually recording music for Revive. And there were just a lot of artists that I listened to. I wanted to listen to any pop record I could. And I listened to a lot of Fletcher, who's like one of my all-time favorite pop artists. I listened to a lot of Jojo. I listened to a lot of Upsall, who's like a newer pop artist, Mm -hmm. Uh, Maggie Lindemann. I listened to a lot of Miley Cyrus, like just a lot of uh, a wide range of pop stuff. So I would probably say that you could honestly hear influences of, of all of those artists' in the songs that Mm -hmm. I have out so far just because of how much I studied pop music and like really wanted to just understand the genre as a whole. Um, but biggest influence right now is absolutely Fletcher. I literally love her. I just got tickets to see her and I'm like, I'm oh. um, over the moon about it because I love her. I literally love her. So if you never listened to Fletcher, I highly recommend it. She's just super cool. All right. That's
1: awesome. Congratulations on the
2: tickets. That's, that's oh, awesome. God, I'm, so, I'm seeing her and JoJo in the same week. And they're like two of my favorite artists of all time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the best week of my life. I haven't been to any concerts since yeah. COVID started. So I, I went to one, uh, I went to a gymnastics tour at the Barclays Center here in New York. But that was it. I haven't been to any concerts. So those are going to be my first two since COVID started. So I'm like... I'm so ants. I'm going to oh, be scared out of my mind to be in a group of people, but I'm yeah. like super. I'm, so I'm still so scared, so I just don't go
1: anywhere. <laughs> <I just stay laughs> Me, too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the exact same way because I have like my four top bands and artists in the st- in the span of like I think 2 weeks in March. Oh, I love that I'm for I'm so excited, but it's like horrifying because I'm going to be exposed to so many people.
2: Yeah. And I'm, it's
1: so scary. But I'm like I got to see them, you know? I know. And so. you can't, it's
2: like, it's like, you know, everyone deserves to go out and have fun. Is one of them the main, because I know they're on tour around that time. No,
1: yes. I don't know.
2: Yeah. They're, no. they're, I think they're around in March because both Fletcher and JoJo, they're both in March also. And I'm trying to think, who's going on? Who are you going to see? I'm curious.
1: I'm going to see Tyler, the creator on the fourth. Oh, cool. And then I'm seeing cool. Safe Face and Origami Angel at the same date on the 12th and then I'm seeing yes. Rockhampton Hampton on like the oh, 15th. Oh, cool.
2: Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's like a range. I love that. That's super yeah. cool. The Tyler, the creator show is going to be so cool. I'm He's incredible.
1: I'm so excited, I'm so you
2: excited for you. No, I, <gasps> I just watched, um, what was the performance? That, was it the performance he did at the Grammys? I think it was
1: like a year oh. ago. Oh uh,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, that was amazing. I was mm-hmm. like, so, I was so enamored by that performance. So yeah. that'll be really fun for you. You're going to have a good time.
1: Yeah. I'm. Get lit. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so back to your music. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, So what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this track?
2: Finishing it because, and it sounds like so silly, but because I was able to say, I finished something that I really genuinely love. And I've loved everything that I've been a part of, like for as long as I've been doing music. But there was something about this one where I was like, man, I've had this idea for I don't know, since like high school and I was able to finally bring it to fruition in a way that I feel really comfortable with and and in a way that like I feel really tells the story that I was trying to tell. And as a writer, like I have my bachelor's in writing, so I don't just write lyrics. I like, I've written books. I've written like all kinds of weird stuff as a writer, it's just really important for me to tell the story from start to finish and make sure that it's clear. And I feel like I was able to do that with the song. So when we finished, I was like, oh shit. I was like, this is, this is finished. Like I have this idea. It's on a track. It's not just in my head. It's not just on, on a notes app, you know, on my phone, this is like actually finished. And it felt really satisfying. And I haven't really felt that kind of like satisfaction or content. Feeling with a lot of songs that I finished. So finishing it, I was I was like really stoked. I was like I got to release this next week. I'm just so excited about it. (laughs) I don't get that feeling much. So
0: (laughs) all right, love that. Um, So picture this: you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice?
2: Oh my god, that's that's easy. Hershey bars. I just like so I have a lot of food allergies. I'm allergic to all nuts, so I have to be very careful with what I eat. Mm -hmm. to read the labels for everything but the one thing that like i i'm probably gonna like knock on wood end up getting killed by eating this at some point but just like plain hershey bars i would always pick those up on tour i would always pick them up on the road when i go to wawa wherever i go i always pick up plain hershey bars or just a wawa if we're at wawa then a wawa hoagie that's what i would pick up Mm -hmm. Hoagie, yeah yeah listen i'm from new jersey hoagie is where it's at it's not sub it's hoagie Mm-hmm. And I love Wawa In New York we don't have any So it's depressing I grew up around the corner from one So if it's a Wawa then it's a hoagie If it's any place else then it's just like a plate in Hershey bar And
1: sorry, Dr. Pepper That's like okay. my, my curb tonight All right <laughs> you'd be surprised to hear how many people say like Wawa but then like don't mention hoagies at all they always say like some other weird sandwich I that I didn't even know like they sold there and I'm like no hogie yeah
2: they you know what it is is like when Wawa first opened they they only sold like basic hoagies and since mm-hmm. then they've gotten so many they sell burgers now yeah, yeah
1: it's and I was and like bro dogs. I wouldn't
2: Mm-hmm. hot dogs oh god mm-hmm. that's so good i've actually had like some of their breakfast sandwiches they're okay but like uh, the the wraps i don't like the quesadillas mm-hmm. i don't like i know mm-hmm. people swear my partner by their mac and cheese. swears
0: oh. by their mac and cheese and the quesadillas i'm like they that smells fucking yes! gross
2: yeah it's like in a cup it's like my my roommate really loves it i just mm-hmm. like i don't know it just smells weird the burgers thing i can't get over though i think that's so so weird Hoagies mm-hmm. are where it's at. I have like a signature sandwich I get every time. Wawa's gonna kill me one of these days. It makes me feel sick every time. But oh. I love it and it's my favorite thing in the world. So if we're stopping anywhere at a rest stop or a gas station, it has to be a Wawa. They have them in Florida too. So anytime yes. I've been to Florida, I always go like three or four times because it's the mm-hmm. it's the greatest thing in the world.
1: It okay. really is. <laughs> so where do you see your project in the next five years?
2: Oh God, I hope somewhere because I just like, I, I, more than anything, I've always, I've always just wanted to pursue this as a career. Like it's, it's never just been a casual thing for me and that's hurt me. And that's helped me in certain ways. Like it's hurt me in ways because I have set expectations for myself that I haven't been able to reach. And that's always really deafening at a point, but I, I'm learning to kind of just fall back in love with the process of it. Mm-hmm. And that took me, that's, that's still something that I'm working on, but in five years, I just hope that I'm still doing it and like still love it. I would obviously love to be signed to a label and like be pursuing it in a bigger way. But I, I feel like I have to put the love of it at the forefront. And if I don't love it five years from now, then I shouldn't be doing it, you know, cause that's kind of what happened, you know, not too long ago as I didn't love it anymore. And I'm just relearning how to, so I'll feel content if in five years, then I still feel passionate about it and I'm loving it just because I love it. You know, yeah. not because of any expectation that I set for myself. That's like my biggest downfall <laughs> setting like huge expectations. And then I'm like, well, I'm only human. So, you know, if I'm doing it and I'm passionate about it, then that's really the most important thing.
0: All right. Fair enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so for the last couple of questions, direction shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death, death row, row, what <laughs> would you ask me? Or be death with a drink.
2: <laughs> It's so easy. (laughs) Okay, It would be, listen, I know exactly. I've thought about this before, which I know it's weird. Like I'm a vampire. It's weird, but I would do a medium rare steak. And I know that's gross. A lot of people think that's very gross, but I just like have a fiction for steak. It's so my fiance and I have been on the hunt for the best steak in the United States for the last Mm -hmm. seven years. So it's like. The greatest thing i would have, have you tried a-
1: like wagyu what wag wagyu steak i'm sorry to cut you off it's just you're, you're looking for like the best okay steak in it. okay so when we went to
2: france in 2019 mm-hmm. we got like a big wagyu platter and it was okay. the first time i ever had it and it was so expensive but it was literally the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. I I was taken away. I was I was in a whole different place <laughs> by yeah. how good it was. It tasted like butter, which I don't I don't eat dairy. So, mm. but I was like I was like oh my gosh, this is the, it was the greatest thing I've ever eaten. There was nothing yeah. I've ever had like it before. And you have to really get it from a good place, mm-hmm. which is why it's so expensive. But like yeah, oh my god, it's the greatest thing. So I would have a medium rare. Wagyu steak. That's a good point to bring up. Um, fries. I love steak and fries, steak free, as they say in France, which I had like 10 times when I was in France because I was so obsessed with yeah, it. Yeah. It was amazing. And um, peas. I love peas and a diet Dr. Pepper. That's all I need. And I'm content. I'm good. Perfect. That's the best meal in my mind. <laughs> all right. Sounds
1: good. Yep. So if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live?
2: Forks exist, but I would go into the world of Twilight, baby. I want vampires. I want Edward Cullen. Mm-hmm. That's listen, yeah. I've thought about this for years. I i was obsessed with Twilight. I'm still obsessed with Twilight. Absolutely be the fictional forks 100%. Okay, perfect. Right. I love Edward Cullen. <laughs> um,
0: so I think I'm asking the last question, and every single person who's spoken to has said that it is the most important question.
2: Okay,
0: what is your favorite color? Nice.
2: That's all I wear. Everyone says that black is not a color and I'm like, yes it is a color. Don't don't tell me it's not a color. Everything I own, if you if I showed you my closet right now, my dog is sleeping so I can't go in my room, but my whole closet is color coordinated and it only has black. So it's not like it has like three white shirts, three gray oh, shirts. Okay. And then the rest yeah. of the whole row is all black. <laughs> yeah. So it's never hard to get dressed. Everything then, always matches. And it's like, it's just like, I don't know. It's, it could be sleek, but it could be edgy and it could be like, you know, it could be anything. It's so transformed. Everything I own is black. I'm in the process of turning my whole house monochrome and everyone thinks I'm crazy for it, but mm. black, yeah. Black is like the best.
1: That's gonna look really cool.
2: Yeah, I just did. I just was painting my walls right before I was I was doing gray because they they all don't want black. I live with um, my fiance, our this is old tour manager who's my best friend Danny, and uh this is old drummer Mikey G. Uh, he we all live in the same house together. So I'm always telling them I need everything black and gray. Mm-hmm. I love it. It matches everything. It's like a dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug?
2: Um, my new single, Social Shit, is on because I'm like, I almost said it, My name's Hope Vista. Like it is, but it's not right now. So, um, my new single social shit is on all uh, digital streaming platforms. The next one is coming soon. I think I'm actually going to go outside and record right now oh. and because my studio is in my backyard. And um, thank you so much for chatting with you. you know, what's funny is I, when I'm always sending you guys my clients, like I'm always like, damn, I want to plug myself. Like, I want to chat with them because the chats you've done, like the one you did with Wave Break recently, um, I love that chat so much. And I was thank like you. man, I really want to be on the Good Noise podcast. <laughs> so, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it and I love that you guys actually like take the time to research your artists and ask in-depth questions. That always really means a lot to me because as a publicist, I see a lot of really weird questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um well, thank you for has been revive and we have been the Good Noise podcast.